0: Welcome to the Reactive Attachment Disorder Parenting Podcast, where we share tools and resources for transforming your rad kid into a family kid. The information and advice given in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and is not a substitute for seeing a licensed therapist. If you are involved in the therapy program or under medical care, consult your care healthcare professional before making any changes to your regime or engaging in any exercises mentioned. If you'd like more information on RAD therapy or would like to connect with a RAD therapist, schedule a session or teleconference with me by visiting my website www.fullcirclefamilycounseling.com.
1: trying to get a child involved in peer interactions before they're ready um, it just it makes them feel even more insecure and unsafe so it's about needing that support and security for us before they can go off and reach out to do peer relationships so if it's not happening naturally we're going to want to uh direct that for her so the teacher's job would be to kind of like Nazi, why don't you come over here and play on the swing while they, and watch the girls while they play whatever they're playing so that she can be observing and paralleling but not necessarily interacting with and That's going to be enough for her. But I don't want her interacting. I mean, I don't want her observing in the way that she's on the outside looking in. So the teacher really needs to invite her in to kind of say, hey, Nazi, why don't you sit here and why don't you watch the other girls play and... um and notice, and notice how they treat each other.
2: Um,
1: notice how they take turns. So that you're kind of giving her an instructor of what to do so she can learn. So she's part of it, but she's not right in the middle of it.
2: Um,
1: so that's going to take a lot of work on the teacher a little bit. And hopefully the teacher is, um, this can come naturally to her. You know, that there's a way that, you know, because this will be this interaction is also helpful for other kids as well, especially if you have a kid that's really super hyperactive and can't regulate themselves. It's like, oh, hey, Johnny, let's just sit down here for a moment and take a few deep breaths and then try it. And that's what they're going to want to do with Nezzy as well, um, especially when she's being bossy. So if she's being bossy, you want to just say, hey, Nezzy, come on over here. I notice that you're being really, that you're trying to be in charge. So your heart's letting me know that you need to take a break right now and just relax and learn to just trust yourself so come over here and have some strong sit and watch or come on over here and sit with me or why don't you go ahead and like you know clean off the board for me so if the teacher can redirect her in a positive way that's gonna help her learn how to regulate herself so that she doesn't have to always be in charge when she's interacting with her peers Um, so that's gonna take some uh consulting with the teacher, it's gonna take some parent teacher conferences possibly. Um it'd be interesting to see how invested they are and helping you out. Um, but that would be really helpful if they could do that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so and you know, a little bit goes a long way. So they don't have to do it all the time, but it's just we don't nice. want, yeah. We don't want to set her up so that she's now um, over, like hyper vigilant about having to be in charge and then bossing all her classmates around. That's not productive for her, and it's not productive for her classmates either. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just a matter of like regulating her. It's like, oh, Nezzy, come on over here. Take a few deep breaths. I'm noticing that your heart is a little scared right now and trying to be in charge. You know, come on over here and sit next to me and calm down for a few moments and then you can go back. So just the, that kind of interaction is just um, giving her an opportunity to 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 externally regulate herself so that she can go back in and, and feel s- secure and safe about where she's going.
2: The other thing I'm not sure if she uh, has is maybe like a tension deficit.
1: So her, yeah. Um, it seems uh, that Yeah. Yeah. She probably doesn't. That's what we would call hypervigilance. So she right. probably doesn't have attention deficit disorder. She's just very aware of her surroundings and very uh, overly invested in everything that's going on around her. Because if, the more she knows about what's going on yeah. around her, the more she's gonna she's trying to regulate her she's trying to regulate her external world so that in her internal world can feel safer. And that's almost impossible to do. Um, because we don't have we don't have that much control over our external world. So we wanna help her Switch that and kind of flip that so that she has more internal control. So it's like you know taking some deep breaths. Come on over here and sit with me. It's almost like giving her um, a a safe space to sit in the classroom. Like here's a, here's Nezi's chair. This is where she can sit and be calm and relax. And it's really good for all the class to have that a space like that in the classroom for all the students. You know so. Nezzy may use it yeah. more often, but it's really important that the other students also have a space where they can come back and kind of, whew, you know, just, it's in a corner, right? Just be able to sit in the corner and just take a minute to look at the wall and just collect themselves. Um, and it's mm-hmm. not a punishment. It's just an opportunity to uh, reset, yeah. you know, to reset, especially, you know, what, you what grade is she going into at this point? It's year one. Year one. So, yep. yeah. So,
2: so, so, uh, so, so, so. Like, it's like preschool here, like KG1, KG2, okay. and then yeah.
1: year, year one, yeah. so she's going into year one. Yeah. So how old are the, the other students in her class?
2: So, yes, yeah, so the same age, six, turning seven in the school year.
1: Okay. So she's just, a, you know, she's just a biological little bit older. Is she bigger size? Why is she about the same size as the rest of the classmates? No, she's the
2: tallest. Tw- and she was the
1: third
2: tallest
1: in the class okay yeah so sometimes that's really hard for a kid when they're physically bigger than the other kids um, mostly physically, she's, yeah.
2: she's, physically she's she's like uh, she's really sporty so she, yeah. she, she'll be like the fastest in the class right she's, she's right. intensely competitive
1: yeah um, she doesn't she
2: still doesn't get the concept of just playing
1: right right
2: it's like i'm here to win
1: yeah (laughs) yeah um so that's good opportunity for you at home to teach her how to play um and then also just you know to give her space to um get some of that competitive energy out like to have her join a soccer team in the community or for kids or something like that um do they do you have like little leagues that play soccer or anything of that nature
2: Yeah, you'd said about uh, yeah, maybe getting her into soccer for yeah. her own age. Yeah. So I was going to look into that, see if I can yeah. find something a bit. Yeah.
1: Cuz that will be helpful just to to, Yeah. Yeah. To just get that outlet out for her, you know. So, mm. yep. Or if she's, you know, or gymnastics if she's into if you know, she's if she's that physically active, sometimes gymnastics can be really helpful.
2: Yeah, I might I we spoke about gymnastics cuz it was on the television. Right. Um, but when i said to her would you like to do that she said no okay but i still might i yeah. still might there's a place around where we around where we live so i might take her to have a look
1: yeah just have a look yeah see what she thinks yeah 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 cuz any physical outlets going to be good for her
2: mm. yeah okay yeah i well, she she still follows william around a lot uh-huh. i try and just pull her back whenever i notice it or right. ask but i don't know if there's much else uh, when she come, when she suddenly appears, then I just say, "Is there anything I can help you with, Nezi?" <laughs> yeah. And she'll say no, but she's still, she's still, you know, fascinated with what he's, what where he, what he's doing and what he's getting.
1: Or, yeah. You know. Yeah. So you could use that to your advantage. So when she's really inter- inter- interested in her younger brother, you could also just help her with just. Hey Nezi, just sit down and, and take a look at this, and I want you to notice how William interacts with mommy and how I interact with her, with him. Um, okay. So that she gets a chance to, because she's probably curious and you know, like, why is he getting more love than I am, or what's missing here, right? So she's, you know, she's observant of that. She's aware of it. She's probably not really tuned into what it is, um, and she's probably, um, you know, wanting to be in charge of that a little bit, and probably a little envious. Mm-hmm. Um, so just giving her the opportunity to just sort of say, hey, I want you to, ask, go ahead, come here, now just watch. This is, how, this is how a mommy and, and a little kid um, treat each other. And you could also just, you know, um, say, hey, William, come give me a hug. And so probably William would run up and give you a hug, right? And you could sort of say, oh, thank you. That's, and, and then you can say, Nancy, come over here and give it a try. But she gets a chance to just kind of mimic you know, it's like a lot okay. of times when when um, a mom has a baby, they the other the older child will have the doll and they will kind of like mimic what mom's doing with the baby, you know, like feeding it or changing it or whatever. Um, that can be really useful for her to do that. Um, we so have we'll, a doll
2: for her.
1: Yeah, but she doesn't. Yeah, she's she not. Nice. Unfortunately, she's a little old for that, probably. So she's gotten beyond that. So maybe it's just maybe just kind of watching, just to kind of name like. Um, like, so when you're with William and she comes in and you say, hey, mate, can I help you with anything? What is she doing? Is she, is she being creepy or what is she doing?
2: She's just kind of being nosy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So, but it's, but it's, I kind of just worry a bit. Like, I just want to give William his personal space because it's when right. he's in the, yeah you know, he's he's doing a poo or right, he's just having a pee right. and she's, yeah. like, she's constantly behind his back and you're like. Does William follow yeah, you know, kinda of say to him, does right. William follow you in the bathroom? No.
1: Right. Yeah,
2: like even when he's in the shower, she'll come and like some just like a little bit like just give him space now. he right. follow okay. you.
1: Yeah. So that's a different situation. In that situation it's very it's very important to set clear boundaries. That this is private space, you know, these you know, you know, William you know, William needs mommy mom to help him because he's still little in the bathroom. Um and, but this is this is this is where you know this is where it's a private space, huh? because we want to, and I really want you to tune into how your, how you feel about that, because sometimes kids who have been abused um, tend to think that that's how you express love, right? So we don't want her her to be grooming William into, mm. um, so you know, just kind of don't don't panic about it, but just tune into what is your intu- what is your intuitive energy f- sense. And then just set some really clear boundaries with her. Not in an angry way, but just in a very firm way so that she too can have privacy. You can sort of say, you know, William, you know, it's like you also have privacy.
2: Yeah, um, that's, what, that's the approach I've yeah,
1: taken. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when it, when it comes to the bathroom things, that's fine. When it comes to just playing or getting affection from you, she can, you know, I'd love to see her be curious and learn from that. But, you know, that's a different... That's yeah, a different
2: it's, not so much, it's not so much that it's... Yeah. Um, it's there it's the, when he isn't going to be in yeah. the toilet or he's in the, in the bath or shower. Yeah. She'll yeah. she immediately kind of come in. And yeah. like sometimes And she was, like she was then even trying to start washing him and stuff. And I was yeah. just so put to stop to it. because I
1: just thought, yeah. no, you've yeah. not
2: been asked to do this. William didn't invite you.
1: Right. And you, I think so. it's even being even more clear, Sarah, about with her and just sort of say that's, that's, not, that's not okay. You may not touch other people's private parts or whatever you call them in your home and no one should yeah. touch yours. And if anybody has, I mean, you know, I'm, I would love to hear about it. You can tell me about it. Because I suspect that, she, that there, some boundaries have been crossed there for her, particularly if she's only okay. fascinated in William when he's in the shower or, or you know, in the bathroom. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's a little concerning to me because it tells me that there's potential for um, some sexual abuse there for, with her. Okay. Yeah. Um, or at least inappropriate boundaries. Um, so, so that's really what you want to begin to uh, be very clear and very transparent about, and not in a, an accusatory way, and not in a like overly questioning way, but in a very matter of fact way. Oh, Nazi, you know, yeah. part of your heart might be telling me that some something that people might have touched your private parts, you know, and I, you know, that's that would not that's not okay for anybody to have done that or for them to do that to you. Um, and just leave mm-hmm. it at that and just see how she responds. Just begin to drop the little okay. of giving the doorway for her to begin to talk about some of that stuff. Um, yeah, that's where it's really useful to find a, a, a therapist that you really feel, uh, that you trust that can begin to open those doors for her so that she has a space where she goes to therapy and talks about it. and Then she comes home and, and you know, she, and home is a safe place where that, she doesn't have to talk about that unless she wants mm-hmm. to. Um, so yeah, just finding someone that, a child, a, you know, a therapist that works with children with trauma or sexual abuse or, and that's willing to pull you in and understand the attachment piece of it. They don't need to okay. be well-educated in it. They just need to be receptive to it. Okay. Yeah. Because the last thing we want to do is have Nezzy go into an office and have the door closed and have that be a private session and then, and then yeah. you don't hear anything about it. That's I no idea what <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not going to be helpful for anybody. Um, mm-hmm. which makes perfect sense for a child who's being abused at home or having things happening where they need that safe space. But you want the therapist to really trust that, that that happened before she got to you and you are the safe space and you need to be included in being part of that milieu of the safe space.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. So
2: yeah. Cause sometimes as well, like she'll, she um, she'll, she'll I don't know, it's cause occasionally William doesn't have a t-shirt on, he'll have yeah. you know, shorts, or yeah. mm-hmm. and then like, sometimes she'll say, well I don't want to wear my t-shirt, and mm-hmm. it's different for girls when um, yeah. you're much older, so yeah. you know, it's okay for babies, but, right. but she's still, every now and then she'll still, and I'm not sure whether that's just because she wants to mimic a baby, or again if there's something a little bit more to it
1: yeah I don't know in that case it could be let's take it let's take it let's um let's take it for face value and that that she just wants to mimic William um and if you know she's home and you're you know you're in your own yard and you're in your own home you can say sure go ahead take off your shirt you know because she has not you know she's not developed at this point so you know that's fine you know and if you've rubbing sunscreen on on William or tickling him or anything like that you know, then you, she may want that too because the skin-on-skin skin contact is so important. So really, um, you know, don't forget that the importance of having giving her opportunities where she's getting a healthy, safe um, contact of skin-on-skin skin with you, which could just be, you know, the best way to do it with her at this point is massage. You know, yeah. massaging, you know, like or rubbing sun. You know, this is a great time. You live in a sunny country. You know, to put sunscreen on her to be able to rub that on. And just give her that. Um, and so what you, when you rub it on, it's not so much a soft. I mean, it's not so much a, like a brushing. It's more of a squeezing. You want to give her compression. So it's like squeezing her, you know, like rubbing it on, like really giving her that opportunity to just, okay, we're just going to rub this on. Because that gives her uh, an awareness of her body boundaries. Um, mm-hmm. Another really good therapist that could be useful that could kind of do two things at one is an OT therapist, an occupational therapist, someone that would Mm -hmm. help her with sensory integration. So if sometimes if you find a really good OT, they are aware of that the body holds the trauma and that they know that if they start doing compressions and you know, like helping her with the sensory integration, that the trauma piece will come up. Okay. So, um, so what? You know, you, you have a couple of options to look at, um, as far as what's available to you, uh, to do. You know, and I would definitely interview them and check them out and ask them a lot of questions and see what they what they're aware of and what they're willing to work with you on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because an occupational therapist sometimes they do amazing work if they're really if they know what they're doing as helping a children uh, helping a child to really learn their body boundaries and to to learn how to regulate themselves and understanding the importance of skin on skin and compression, the need for compression and boundary forming. Um, So, you know, that opens up another avenue that you could possibly go down to find someone that could help her at least begin to integrate some of her trauma. Okay. Yeah, yep. But in the meantime at home, you know, like is she willing to like snuggle with you or are you willing to (laughs) snuggle with her? (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh, yeah she's willing to snuggle
1: yeah how does it feel for you tell me more about what comes up I'm willing you. to
2: snuggle something yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: totally understandable
2: uh yeah it's okay it's, yeah it's, I kind of think oh it's um we should do it more but it still doesn't feel as it still doesn't have this natural
1: right it's theory. not yeah um and unfortunately, Sarah, it's only going to get more natural as the more you practice it. Yeah, I
2: know.
1: Yeah, so the best way. I've, to got to, yeah. I've got to
2: make more effort.
1: Well, um, and I can see that, you know, you're a little exhausted.
2: Yeah, so, I do feel more exhausted. Again. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, think of it as a way to take care of yourself too. It could just be that you're giving each other hand massages. Just start with the hands you know, just start, okay. with, yeah, just start with, you know, hands and feet. That's a great way to start just because yep. a lot of nerve endings on both ends of those. So just start with, Hey, come on over here. Let me, you know, and she can give that reciprocity back to you too, as long as she's not hurting you and, and you're okay with her massaging your hands and or feet. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah, so that's a good place to start. Cause it's, you know, it's, it's the extremity. So you're not getting too close to the heart just start there. Um, and it, you know, two or three mm-hmm. minutes. It doesn't have to be very long. Um, you know, yep. holding hands, eye contact, high fives, um, hold. Just yeah, holding, we can do high
2: do high fives. Yeah, We're just holding, fives
1: there, holding yeah. her shoulders, just like you know, just like holding her, between, like if you have her between the shoulders, and just holding her shoulders and just squeezing gently, not to squeeze her to pinch her little head off, but just squeeze her in the way that you're giving her a sense of like, hey, I'm right here, right? Also another good way that sometimes is helpful for parents when they just like, I really don't want to touch this kid is to put your hand between their shoulder blade and then one hand on their chest by their heart and just hold their heart and say, I'm just going to hold your heart for a minute and let your heart slow down and connect with mine. And then you can use the verbiage of like, the love of my heart comes from my heart into my eyes, into your eyes, down into your heart. So take, come over here and just take a look at me for a moment. Um, just start there. Um, and do the same thing with William and do the same thing with with, with Dez because it's so powerful to just sort of say, hey, okay. can you just give me a moment to just, can we just sit and just like, not, it's not a staring contest, but it's more of just, can we just, <laughs> <laughs> can we just look at each other just to have that moment where there's, you know, when you get irritated or agitated, sometimes just to take two minutes of just, oh, let's just breathe and just take a moment to just soften our eyeballs and just look. Like, hey, I'm, this is my beloved. It's just to say, oh, there's my child. Oh, there's my husband. There's my wife, right, to just... And it's practicing. Sometimes it can feel really kind of like, yeah, there's my wife or there's my husband, like, you know. But it's a matter of just starting there and expanding it into reminding your, yourself that, oh, I have support, you know sometimes if Desi can if Des can just take your hands you know or if you can just take his hands for a moment and just kind of go oh let's just take a moment here to breathe let's just remi- let's just remind each other that we're here to support each other so do you have do you have friends do you have do you have things that you can do for yourself that you can connect with
2: Yeah, I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to do some yoga, but it hasn't, since we've been back, it's been a little tricky to get into a routine. But, yeah. um, I've done a little bit this week, and I'm, I want to do some more meditation, but it's just, it's slipped the past couple of weeks it's been, yeah, low. yeah. But, I mean, the kids start school again on Sunday, so I think right. then I'll have more time to...
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you have any girlfriends or friends I'm that you can... I focus a bit more on myself.
2: Yeah. Get my energy levels back up.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, one of my really good friends she's in she lives in new york but she's back she's back here for a couple of weeks so i did i went out with her last night so that was good that was nice to i can tell her anything so yeah good i can be honest and open
1: with her yeah um you want to you want to maintain those connections and those you know that support system for you um and also, I think, um, take a look. There are some really good online support groups for, for parents that have that – where they're working with kids with RAD um, and just connecting up with them. I might um, actually um, – because that's helpful to just be able to just, you know, kind of like, huh, you know, this is what well, my i Well, I've,
2: I've connected to – there is a Facebook page. Oh, good. Um, yeah. And, I mean, I would kind of thank my lucky – Stars when I see that.
1: Yeah, their yeah. Kids <laughs> right. They seem very, very calm after that, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So some yeah. of the stuff seems quite frightening that can be happening, and I know that I know Nizzy's on the mild spectrum, but it's it's still it's just that it's just like I was saying. Whenever you do make improvements, and you're always looking to improve to the next level, right? So it's it's always just a work in progress, and it's
1: it is. Yeah, it is. Um, it's a work in progress and even though externally she's not like tearing the walls down she's still emotionally is exhausting and she still is mm-hmm. and okay. it's, you know so don't don't ever underestimate the fact that when you see other hear from other parents that you know the kids are like peeing in the vent and like killing the family cat type of thing that um, it's good that Nezzy's not doing that and the level of dis- att- att- um lack of connection is just as powerfully uh exhausting so uh okay so yeah um you know so i would you know encourage you to kind of take it slow um remember that she has to take it in and organize it and digest it and spit it out and reject it and then accept it again so she's gonna that's her process and it's gonna feel like it's gonna take forever um and in the meantime Take care of yourself, take Mm. care of yourself, take care of yourself. Do what brings you the most joy. Um, Enjoy William. You know, he's a delight So really enjoy him. Don't feel guilty about enjoying him. Um, And if Nezzy kind of wonders, you can sort of say, yeah, this is what Mm. I hope your heart will allow me to do with you, right? And then also just really, um, you know, remember, you, you know, that you have this amazing husband, even though you might feel like (laughs) that right now he's not the, you know, He's not meeting all your needs. Um, hopefully he's doing the best that he can. And, you know, for, for, I know I, for men, that's, you know, it's, it's, it's limited sometimes because they don't also, they too don't, they haven't gotten, stereotypically they haven't gotten the ability to do relationship in the same way. But just trust that he wants Absolutely, to.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah,
1: that he yeah. wants to. So just yeah. give yourself space to invite him into figuring out, how do we do this as a team? How do we establish what our relationship is going to look like? where it's fulfilling for the Mm -hmm. both of us Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and allow yourself to step out of what stereotypically you think you're supposed, you're supposed to be doing.
2: Have
1: you, um, how are you doing with the transition back home? Are you missing being at home or are you happy to be back?
2: It, it was a bit of a shock, but no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm getting, I'm, I think, yeah, I'm sort of feeling, yeah, back into it now, I think.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, it's just having having the kids at home, obviously, all day is just, it is a long day.
1: Yeah. It is. Keeping them
2: entertained <laughs> all the time. And then Nezi's yeah. just really, she's not interested in anything, even when you try to get her to yeah. do a puzzle. She
1: mm-hmm. doesn't want to do it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So Let's like, do some coloring. She doesn't
1: mm-hmm. want to do it. Yeah. What does, what does she want to do?
2: Swimming, um, something outside, maybe, but it's yeah. so hot here right now that yeah, I mean, during the middle of the day, we can't be outside
1: right yeah yep um so just wish and, she, and watch tv she, she'd love to, she'd love to
2: sit there and watch tv
1: yeah 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 television is a great distraction where she doesn't have to think about anything um does she like legos or any building kind of things like that no yeah
2: no we've tried that
1: yeah
2: it gets touched once and then she just doesn't do yeah
1: again. So it's really okay to put her on a blanket in her, in you know in the middle of the space that you're that you're hanging out in, and have her really do nothing. Um, and then you know you're going to like what, if you're walking by or something like that you're just going to say to her, "Hey Nezzy, I see you. Where my eyes are over here? Up oh, there you are. High five. So that you're giving her space to. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like a feral animal that kind of needs to be in their cave. Now that's secure and safe. And they don't really want to be doing too much. You know, they just want to feel that security and safety. So, so don't ever underestimate the, her, her. If she just wants to sit and do nothing, like if she doesn't want to color, she doesn't want to do the blocks, it's okay. You don't have to entertain her. You want to give her, provide her with a safe, secure space where she will stay and that she has visual contact with you um, fairly often. So you're not isolating in her room by herself right she's in the middle of the in the kitchen oh the other
2: the other thing she'll say yeah the other thing she'll say is um no one no one's playing with me yeah 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 no one's playing with me yeah. it's like if no one's playing with me then if you're not going to play with me then um then i can't do anything
1: yeah yeah so that no, tells so. you yeah so that tells you her trauma level when she says, no one's playing with me. I don't, you know, I don't. It's kind of like you can just say, yes, you're right. No one's playing with you right now. And I see you. Oh, there you are. I'm like, there you are, I see you. Um, come over here and get a hug. Um, or come over here and color with me. So you're gonna invite her to come to you because she's wanting to sit there as the victim and have everybody come to her. So when she's sitting on her blanket, that's her space. And then you're going to invite her to come off of her blanket to come join you. Come join William and I while we color. Or come sit with us while we read this book. So you're going to entertain William, and she's going to tag along and, and observe and come sit come sit next to me while I read this book to William. Or come sit, so come sit down on the floor next to me while I do this. So that she, she doesn't have to do it, but she's being invited to – it's like – it's like the next step, right? You're kind of like smoking her out of her cave. It's kind of like, because what she'll want is she'll want to sit there and have you come to her or she'll want the television to entertain her and she doesn't know how to engage herself to reach out. So the first thing that she needs is stability, structure, and support so that she can then reach out to to engage. So when she's not able to reach out and engage, then that lets you know that she just needs to sit on her safe space and just integrate her own sense of being, so it can feel like she's doing nothing, but there's a lot happening inside it's like remember when okay. William was an infant and he just like kind of like laid around you know like for days and you know he just kind of like and we you would go and you would interact with him or you carry him, and you know he just didn't he wasn't doing much right he was just Hanging on to you, that's developing a sense of of uh, of being able to yield into the support to build the trust and and the structure and the security to be able to reach out. Nezzy didn't get any of that, and now she's had eight or nine years of that being even more uh, disrupted. So you're going to take her way back and give her that stability, and that's going to look very boring. It's going to so when. So just have her like have a special blanket and just have her sit on it. And, you know, you could give her baby toys, really like give her like some of William's old baby toys and just like, just two or three. And just like, she's just on the, on the, on the rug playing with that. Um, and if she gets and you just, you're just going to keep directing her there. And then anything you're doing with William, you can invite her. Hey, Nezzy, come on over here and join us while we, while I read this book or come, come sit with me while I make dinner. So you're inviting her to just be next to you while you're doing things in the same way that you would with an infant. Okay. And that's going to be probably even more important for you to do, especially when she's had uh, um, a very active, stimulating day at school which is going to be exciting for her, but it's also going to really up her nervous system to be hypervigilant. So when she comes home, it's going to be really important that you, you bring everything down to a level of very calm, boring level of doing nothing to let her integrate all of that information. Okay. And then you're just going to reassure her, oh, hey, there I am. I'm still right here. My eyes are here. I see you. Up, oh, I'm still your mommy. I still love you. You're going to say that and interact with her that way ad nauseum to your point where like, oh my gosh, shoot me now. I can't do this anymore.
0: <laughs> okay. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you found this podcast useful. To add more tips to your bag, scheduled teleconferencing sessions or intensives with me, visit my website, www.fullcirclefamilycounseling.com, where you can schedule ses- sessions, sessions, access other podcasts and additional support resources. Please be sure to sign up for the newsletter to receive parenting tips, access to webinars, and exclusive content. Take a moment to subscribe and rate this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher's, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. If you have any questions that you would like answered, feel free to email us at tracy at gmail.com. As always, much gratitude to the folks at Love and Logic, Nancy Thomas, Daniel Hughes, and many others for teaching throughout the years on the active attachment disorder. Until we connect again, remember that you are not alone. Find the humor in the chaos. Stay consistent in your efforts and continue to reach out. I am here healing your heart-to-heart connection, one heart at a time.